what's happening. We're joined now by Dr. Ivor Sarakinski, and he's a political philosopher and senior lecturer at Witt School of Governance. Thanks for your time, uh, Dr. Sarakinski. Good morning to listeners. So we've seen uh, the uh, calls mounting for President Jacob Zuma to step down. And we've also seen mounting allegations of corruption. And uh, the president's still standing and nothing is changing in the African National Congress. What does that tell us about the current state of play within the party? Well, it's very worrying because the voters have spoken uh, last year and in the by-elections, the voters have spoken more recently. And the, the speech that they're sending out is not very positive in terms of the ANC. So the fact that there hasn't been any fundamental shift in terms of the leadership issue should be of great concern to, to the leadership of the ANC in terms of the crucial 2019 election. But what can the ANC do? Because uh, should they be pandering to what would seem as though they are um, giving in to pressure from opposition parties if they do try and remove their own president? Or uh, should they be listening uh, to those calls and say, well, perhaps not pandering to the opposition parties, uh, but more to ordinary South Africans and the calls that are being made there? All right, we uh, seem to have lost... um, Dr. Sarakinski, are you back with us? Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you now. All right, we lost you there momentarily. But I was saying, um, you know, how should the ANC respond to this? How does the ANC redeem itself in the face of, you know, calls for President Jacob Zuma to step down from external um, avenues? Should they uh, basically, uh, you know, capitulate or should they stand their ground as an organization and make those decisions as and when it is suitable for the ANC? Well, they have to respond to their voter base, because uh, so that's what political parties do. So we're, we're in a situation where the ANC hasn't fully converted to a political party from the liberation movement. And a liberation movement thinks that uh, you fight your battles from top down. Democratic uh, competitive party politics is from the bottom up. And that's part of the problem. So how, what can the ANC do? Uh, there's a lot that they could could do. They've chosen not to do that, and there will be consequences that follow at the election polls. But uh, the ANC obviously are not seeming to heed those calls, at least not on the evidence of what we are seeing. Or are we misreading the situation? I think that they're fully aware of what the electorate is thinking. Uh, you can't deny those election polls. You put the charts up and the picture is crystal clear. So what I think is happening is that uh, groupings inside the ANC want to hold on to power for as long as possible to shape the succession struggle for the new leadership in 2000, uh, at the end of this year in December. So if, if President Zuma is shifted out, it changes the power balance in terms of the succession struggle. So what I think is happening is that it's a fight for him to stay on as long as possible, to oversee the, uh, the electoral conference in December, and to do whatever he needs to do and his allies to do whatever needs to be done to ensure that the chosen successor wins in that battle. And that's why I think he's holding on to power. So as things stand at the moment, would it be an unfair question to ask who is the ANC or what is the ANC at the moment? I think that's absolutely right. Uh, There are at least 
2 a.m. And if one sees the, the messaging that's coming out of the, the two camps, they, they are worlds apart. Uh, they've got different interpretations of the party's history, the conventions, the culture, the ways of doing things. And this means that uh, the, the, the conditions of possibility for a split are extremely high post uh, the December conference, uh, depending on who wins. How can people with such divergent views uh, live in the same house? It's a broad church, we've heard before, and the ANC has survived breakaway movements previously, so why wouldn't they survive this time? Because this time, the, 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 the size of the, the split, the, the, move, the size of the, the faction in the ANC are, are, are equally large. It, it, it's around 50-50, uh, whereas previously you can accommodate minorities uh, by making concessions, whereas this is actually a fight for the soul of the ANC. And both sides think that they are the answer to the ANC's problem. So hypothetically speaking, if that split were to happen, which side would remain as the ANC? The people, the, the groupings that uh, win the electoral conference and are able to shape the NEC uh, at the end of this year, uh, and in that way bolster the, the leader leading up to 2019 election. So it all hangs on who's going to win uh, as as, uh, the president of the ANC in the December conference. Everything, I think, now is based around that. And I can't see the ANC caucus voting with the opposition in the vote of no confidence shortly. There might be some individuals, but I I can't see a mass support for that that vote. So for for, for me, it's all about uh, the build-up to that December electoral conference. Everything now is going to be put into that. And we need to watch the, the, the visits and, and map the leaders who are contending uh, their, their, their travel schedules to see how they're campaigning amongst the branches. Well, we're going to leave it there. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Ivor Sarakinsky, who is a political philosopher and senior lecturer at the Witt School of Governance. Uh, Gizomba and Pretoria saying Zuma will go at the appropriate time, not as sought after by the DA and the EFF. Democracy prevailed in the NEC meeting. Let them leave uh, live with the consequences of their decision like we are living with the consequences of voting for Zuma. And uh, some many more messages coming through there on this. Uh, we'll try and find a place to squeeze them in. But it's time now for the latest news with Norm Samdluli. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Thanks, Sakina. Cabinet reshuffle case returns to court and more than half of South African children abused at home. Good morning. President Jacob Zuma is today expected to, to give reasons in the High Court in Pretoria for his recent cabinet reshuffle. The DA approached the court to seek documents containing the reasons for his decision to fire Praveen Gordon and other cabinet ministers. Gordon and his deputy Mkabisi Jonas were fired together with four other ministers in a cabinet reshuffle in March this year. Two ratings agencies downgraded South Africa to junk status shortly after the reshuffle. Meanwhile, the ANC will hold a meeting 
a media briefing this afternoon to announce the outcomes of the weekend National Executive Committee meeting in Irene outside Pretoria. Tension flared up once again when the party's policy guru, Joel Nechitenje, uh, tabled a motion of no confidence in President Zuma as head of the state. Zuma survived after his allies strongly opposed the motion, which was debated until late yesterday. Tsepo Ikaneng has more. This is the second time in six months that President Zuma has survived a motion of no confidence in him at an NEC meeting. The president is reported to have used his closing address last night to threaten ANC leaders who publicly criticized him. Zuma also slammed the Gauteng ANC for the loss of voter support during last year's local government polls. The embattled president is also fighting attempts by opposition parties to mobilize support from ANC parliamentarians to table a motion of no confidence in his leadership. Tsepo Ikaneng, SABC News, in Pretoria. More than 50% of children in the country experience violence at the hands of people who should be caring for them. That's according to research conducted by the Institute for Security Studies into Violence Against Women and Children. The institute says the majority of South African children experience violence and conflict at home. This comes as the country commemorates Child Protection Week. The institute's senior researcher, Chandra Gold. Save the Children South Africa recently did a study where they, if they looked at what does it cost South Africa when children experience violence. They came up with a figure that said that it costs our society 238 billion rand a year. Children who experience emotional or physical violence at home or at school are less likely to be able to go on and get well-paying jobs than children who don't experience violence. The Gauteng Community Safety Department has blamed a poor police intelligence gathering for the police's failure to find crime in the province. It says Gauteng has recorded an increase of over 19,000 incidents of contact crime in the past three years. These include murder, common assault and sexual offence. Last week, a police told uh, the Gauteng legislature that 63 women were murdered in the province between April the 1st and May the 21st this year. The department's Daxita Mystery. Protests are a continuous challenge and we know the issues around police killings as well, which without proper intelligence or intelligence community, we'd be able to, if we had those things succinctly in place, we may be able to preempt these incidents. Please note that the following story contains sensitive information which may upset sensitive listeners.